in 2020, you literally could not meet with someone in person. You could not do business in person. It was illegal to do business in person. Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I would like to welcome you to the Small Biz Chat podcast. Now, the goal of the Small Biz Chat podcast is to give our small business audience an opportunity to hear sage advice from various different perspectives, all with the goal to take your business to the next level. Now, my next guest is Ryan McCrary, and he's known as the Funnel Doctor. He is a seasoned digital marketer and speaker who loves to share his knowledge on how to build strong sales systems in small businesses. His passion lies in helping entrepreneurs and authors get their message and products in front of more people. Ryan's digital marketing agency specializes in online sales funnels, that generate massive ROI. All right. The Funnel Doctor is in the house. Ryan, welcome to Small Biz Chat Live. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm really excited to have you because we just heard about how hard it is to be battling with these folks over these keywords and buying ads. So I want to talk to somebody who specializes in this. So first of all, tell me how you got your nickname, the Funnel Doctor. Like, what what is your background? How did you come to give yourself that superhero moniker, if you will? Well, originally in business, my original business was a financial information product business. So it was not an agency. It was not digital marketing. I sold online courses. I wrote a book, some coaching, because my professional background is actually in finance. I had my securities licenses. I worked in corporate America for many years. But I, you know, when I started my own business, originally, like I said, it was just selling financial information products. But I had to learn how to market and sell online because I didn't have my corporate job anymore. I didn't have those benefits anymore. So I had to really learn how to actually have consistent, predictable revenue for my business as an entrepreneur. So I literally dove headfirst into learning everything I could about online marketing, taking trainings, going to conferences reading a lot of books from some of the big marketing gurus that many of us know today. And in the midst of all that, I got a real knack for that. I built a lot of relationships with a lot of entrepreneurs. And I started it with building my own funnels, running my own ads. And people would say like, hey, I saw your ads on Facebook, Instagram. I see your website, your landing page, kind of who did it. Can I hire the person? And I said, it was actually me. 
So about three years ago, I decided to actually build an actual agency and people would have funnel issues. They would just like go to Ryan. Go to Ryan if you have any funnel issues or with certain platform and stuff like that. So I got coined as quote unquote the funnel doctor by being able to fix any problems someone would have with their funnel. All right. Well, that's that's a big brand promise right there, fixing any problem people have with their funnel. I'm, I might take you up on that. Okay. So tell me, what is the actual definition of a sales funnel? So sales funnel is just a step-by-step process for you to sell your products and services. Some people may also refer to it as like the customer journey, but a lot of entrepreneurs don't actually think of like the system that they should have for their business. So whether you're capturing leads and you actually turn them into customers, that's a system. I know when I started my business, I was just passionate about what I did. I knew I had a service or a product that I wanted to give to out in the marketplace, but I didn't think of it in like a system or a systematic way or lead capture and how to bring people through like an actual journey. So like I said, it's basically just a step-by-step process that you bring customers into to sell your products and services. Mm -hmm. So it seems like small businesses need to learn how to sell online, no matter what they sell, because this pandemic has been like, it it doesn't matter what you do. Your customers have to find you somehow online. Why is it so urgent? I personally think it was urgent much before COVID and, you know, people knew it was urgent and they did what they could to try to do stuff online. But with COVID, it now became mandatory. Now I know things are opening back up, but in 2020, you literally could not meet with someone in person. You could not do business in person. It was illegal to do business in person. So you had no choice but to do business online So that positioned the digital marketers or the folks that run virtual companies much better. So now what we do is a lot more popular. It's a lot more needed. So you literally, I feel as though, honestly, if you're not doing business online, your business will not survive, in my opinion. Mm. So you're saying everybody needs a sales funnel. I don't care who you are. Everybody. Everybody. If you need leads, only if you need leads and sales. If you don't need leads and sales, then maybe you know, she said only if you need leads and sales. OK, <laughs> I think I get the point. All right. So tell me, what are the top three reasons why people struggle with their sales funnels? though? Like, why is this so hard? I think a lot of people don't understand fully what a sales funnel is. So a sales funnel, and I think with a lot of the online jargon nowadays, people are misrepresenting what it is or confused on what it is. And it really has little to do and initially with like online it's your sales process in your business so that can be in person you know all the direct response marketers that used to direct mail and stuff like that so you have to understand the system that someone should go through what's the first touch point what's the first introduction online or offline like what should that first touch point be Mm -hmm. how do you provide value up front and then from there like what's the next step how do you make someone want to do business with you And once you understand that, then it's like, okay, well, how do we transition that online? What tools do we have to use? But I think, number one, people don't understand what it is. They don't understand direct response marketing. They don't look at their business from like a value ladder or ascension ladder perspective. And they also don't have- All right, all right, hold on, hold on. You're starting to throw out terms I don't think people understand. So talk about what's the value ladder, Ryan? Come on, you know, take my folks with you. What are you talking about? (laughs) So basically, I feel as though, you know, you should have different touch points 
in your business and different amounts of value that you can give to someone. Take yourself, for instance. You know, I know you have books. I know you do coaching, consulting, you know, stuff like that, work with a lot of corporations, you know, so you can give someone a lot of value from your book, but I feel as though, you know, you can give them a lot more value if they're on a training with you or they sit with you in a workshop and stuff like that. And I feel as though businesses need to position themselves that way. It's like, hey, you got my book. Now, why don't you get my course? Why don't you get my training? Why don't you sit in a workshop with me? Why don't you work with me one-on-one? But of course, us as entrepreneurs, we have to charge more for that. Our time is very valuable. But a lot of us, I know initially for me, I didn't look at my business that way. I didn't look at different touch points and ascending people and providing more value. So you're saying like sort of like the value ladder is really like the book and then the workbook and then maybe the mini course and then maybe the 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 higher level coaching program. So it's so it's it's like all of your products. It's like the value stack almost. Is that what you're saying? Kind of, but I think what a lot of people do is they think about price too much and it's really about value. So mm-hmm. once you assign the value, then it's like, okay, well, it makes sense that you would charge or $20,000, whatever, for someone to work with you one-on-one up close in person, because there's a lot of value. You know, it makes sense that you may charge $25, $30, $40 for your book, you Mm -hmm. know, because that's like kind of the amount of value. So I think some people think, well, it's 27, then we go to 47, 97, like 147, they think about it that way. But you really want to think about it from like a value perspective. And then like the price fits with the value. So when someone thinks about what they should prioritize, because whenever somebody says self-sonal of me, I immediately think email. Like I immediately think nurture sequences, email, you know, that that's what I think when you say self-sonal to me. So it's interesting that you're saying, no, you need to be thinking about it offline first and then take it online. So that's interesting to me. But when you think about the three things that you can prioritize, whether it is driving traffic, your sales systems or your follow-up systems, how do you prioritize those three? Like what's most important? I feel like a lot of people might think it's driving traffic, but it sounds to me like you might not agree with that. So so how should people prioritize if all these things are important, what do you got to do first, second, and third? And like you said, they definitely all are important. So I would prioritize the actual funnel structure, your system, and then the traffic, and then like the follow-up automation, you know, but to be honest, I mean, you definitely need all three. I think the first two, in my opinion, are most important, the traffic and the funnel system, because you could have a great funnel system, but online, if you don't have traffic, then not enough people are actually going to see it. And vice versa, if you have a great traffic, you have ads, you have great content, but at the same time, if someone engages with your content, or like in a Facebook ad, the Facebook ad job is to get people to your page. So if they get to your page and your page is not optimized to convert, or you don't have some type of lead cash or something like that, and of course the automated system, you're really just going to waste a lot of money on advertising. Right. So if they were asking me for advice in this conversation, I would say sales system, follow-up system, drive traffic. That's how I would number it if it were me, but I'm interviewing you. So I won't get my two cents in that. All right. So now let's talk about the sales copy for your funnel, right? Because I think I'm a writer. I've written books. I've written, you know, what, 55,000 articles about how to start and grow. But I don't write my own sales copy because that's a completely different skill. But I was curious as to whether you thought 
that the average small business owner out here should try to write their own sales emails? I definitely suggest you do get an expert that specializes in that to do that. Now, having said that, really good copywriters are really expensive. So I definitely think it depends on where you are at in your business. The reason why I got good at a lot of the stuff that I do is because I could not afford to pay anybody when I started initially. So, you know, and also depending on what your skill set is as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, you may be a good writer. You may not know direct response marketing. You may not be a quote unquote marketer, but you may be a good writer. So like I said, I really do suggest that you get an experienced writer, copywriter, someone that understands your customer and that type of stuff. But at the same time, they are very expensive. So if, maybe if you have to start on your own, I don't think that's necessarily bad. All right. So what are the, some of the best tools you like when, for people building sales systems in their business? Uh, well, I like the ClickFunnels type of platforms, Kartra, WordPress, you know, that type of stuff. Shopify, great for e-com brands. So I think those are important. But I also, like I said, think that you really want to be clear on your business and like your system and see what tool works best for uh, your business. Because I, you know, I know a lot of people like myself, we subscribe to all these softwares. We got a million different things coming out of our account. And then we see that we may not need this or that, or we just have too much stuff. So I think you definitely need to be clear on the system first and then get a tool that works best for you. I see. So if people are struggling with their sales funnel though, how do they troubleshoot it? Good question. It depends on really what part of the funnel. Because there are so many parts, like, is it the copy? Is it the headline? Is it the offer? Like, really depending on what it is. So I really am, you know, big on split testing and just trying different things and, like, seeing, like, where the issue lies. Because also the issue may be that you just don't have enough traffic. I think a lot of people that I've worked with, they may say, like, the the system didn't work or the funnel didn't work. But they may not have actually drove enough traffic in it to actually really know if it works. So I think it really just depends on kind of like where it is, you know, what you want to troubleshoot. And at the end of the day, if it's not converting, if people aren't spending money, then it may not even be the funnel. It may be your offer. So the greatest funnel is no substitute for product market does not fit. Mm, So the issue could be you just got a bad offer. Or, or, Or could it be your offer is too expensive? I mean, could it be the pricing is wrong? Or is it, it like it could the, be the pricing, but it could be that, but like depending on the, the the traffic. So if you have someone who's completely cold and you have a high price, well, you may need to actually warm them up. They right. may may want to do business with you, but if you're selling someone something for ten thousand dollars and they don't know you, you haven't built a relationship, you haven't nurtured them, then you know it's not that they don't want to necessarily buy it. They you have to build a know, like, and trust. Got it. Got it. All right. Last question before we go to break. When you're just getting started with ads, what's the right platform? What's the right one to learn on? I'm biased to Facebook, Instagram ads. So that's what I'm going to say, you know, but there are many other platforms out there, but I would say Facebook. Instagram. Okay. Interesting that you put them together. Like they're a sandwich. Interesting. All right. You're watching small biz chat live. We're going to talk more with the funnel doctor about all this ads and stuff. When we come back, I'm Melinda Emerson. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, and I'm known as America's number one small business expert. I know a thing or two about how to run a successful business. I've been running my own for over 20 years, and I'm often asked, how do I actually become my own boss? 
it starts with knowing what you want and why. Then you need to figure out how you're fund your dream business. Next, you must research your idea and make sure you understand everything that's involved. Next, you must determine your target customer, then complete your business plan. And finally, it's time to start your business as a side hustle first, if you can. I wrote my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, to give you a roadmap to business success. And over 100,000 people in multiple languages around the world have been helped by this book. And now to support people affected by this pandemic, I'm giving away a thousand copies of Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months for free. All you need to do is pay the shipping and handling fees. If you're ready to turn your calling into income, claim your free copy of my book today. Don't delay. This offer is only good while supplies last. Click the button below and get yours before they're all gone. Hi, everybody. We're back now on Small Biz Chat Live. We're talking with Ryan McCurry, the funnel doctor, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about how to create a strong sales funnel. All right, Ryan. How long should an initial nurture sequence take for a sales funnel? 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? What is it? How should I design my, my initial email nurture sequences in a sales funnel? I think it depends on the end goal. So definitely have to depend on what is the next step in your funnel. So generally, I would say 30 to 60 days. I'm big on kind of hitting them hard in the initial phase, like seven to 10 emails up front. But like I said, I think it really depends on what the end goal is and what you're trying to offer on the back end. I always start with the end in mind and I suggest everyone do the same thing. All right. So I see a lot of people sometimes sell too quickly or they sell people at the wrong stage of awareness. Do you see this issue comment? I mean, one of the things that I find really interesting, like people will connect with me on LinkedIn and then like two seconds later, email me a pitch and I don't know them from Adam's Alley Cat, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm going to figure out the unconnect button on LinkedIn because you've offended me that much with this ridiculous pitch. So, <laughs> I, I mean, but people do that elsewhere online too, but that's like the most common egregious place I see it. So how, how have you seen that happen, you know, with people selling at the wrong stage? I've seen that all the time and great marketers know we really don't have to sell. I feel as though when I get on sales call with someone, I don't have to sell. They're selling me on why I should work with them. So I think once you have the know, like, and trust, and also I think people want to see what your customers are saying about you, not just you. So I'm real big on that. We do a lot of testimonials and reviews and stuff like that. But I do feel as though people definitely try to monetize too early. I'm big on no like, and trust. But like I said, all the great marketers, they know that I don't have to necessarily sell anyone on anything. I can provide enough value as though I know the problem that we solve. And we know there's a major problem, as we've been talking about, in the digital space of people not knowing how to navigate it or have a funnel and stuff like that. So when I get on a call with someone, I feel as though this is why we can solve your major problem. I don't have to sell you on anything. Interesting. Okay. And then what kind of analytics tools should people be looking at to evaluate the success of their funnel? I mean, obviously, sales is like the number one way to evaluate it. But what kind of other analytics markers should they be looking at when they're looking at the success of their sales funnels? Definitely have a great CRM platform that's going to look at, of course, the page visits, the opt-in rates, the conversion rates, your upsell rates and that type of stuff. I haven't really seen like a great all-in-one platform that I've seen that like does all that stuff. 
you know, we do like a lot of Excel spreadsheets and that type of stuff. But like I said, you definitely want to look at opt-in rates, uh, conversion rates, click-through rates, email open rates, email click rates, and also text message as well. I know we didn't talk about that a lot today, but I think text message is getting a lot more popular. The open rates and the click-through rates are a lot higher than email. We still love email. Email still works. Email's not dead. Don't let anyone tell you that. <laughs> but I think that's another thing that's important as well that people don't talk about enough is the text marketing is getting more popular too. All right. And then last thing, how do you determine if you don't have a strong enough offer? Like, I mean, because that's really hard. Is it just like no sales must be a bad offer? Or do you think there's other things to look at before you look at your offer? Number one, how many people have seen the offer? So I think that's one-on-one, like how many people have actually went to your page and actually seen it and have a substantial enough traffic to actually know if it's the offer or not. Now, if you've had the traffic, then it comes to my opinion is what type of traffic? Was it warm traffic, cold traffic, you know, lukewarm traffic? And then from there, once you analyze these things, and then it's like, okay, now once we see that we have warm traffic, they know, like, and trust us, we've had enough page visits. Now it's not converting. Now it may be the offer, maybe the price and stuff like that. And also, I think, how are you selling it? Because if you're selling something high price, rarely do people buy that just from like your sales page to a Facebook ad. You may need a conversation with them on the phone or in person. So it may be that they want to buy it, but it's just how you're selling it is not the right mechanism. I see. I see. All right. What's your favorite podcast? Besides yours, Marketing Secrets. Who's, who is it by again? The Besides yours. Oh, besides mine. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. Besides okay. mine. Okay. Marketing Secrets is Russell Brunson. What is your favorite business app? Favorite business app? Teamwork. Teamwork. Okay. I actually use that one. All right. Ryan, favorite book? 80-20 Sales and Marketing. Because once I learned the Pareto Principle, that changed my business tremendously. That was a good book. That was a good book. Thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you want more information about how to start and grow a business, head over to Small Biz Lady University. I'm sure I got a course over there that can hook you up and get you where you want to go. Thank you all so much. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.